Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of It's Too Wordy, the comic book podcast where three buddies discuss comics from their childhood. And today, I'm Kirk. I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick. How we doing on this holiday weekend, guys? Sleepy? I forgot it was a holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Sleepy? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Doesn't help that it rained the last two days either, does it? No. No, my grass is like a foot tall. (laughs) Yeah, mine's getting pretty close to that. Yeah, it's bad. So, yeah, mine too. And they don't seem to mow it. They just run it over. Mm Yeah? Yeah, it it just... A crop circle? They just kind of push it down? Push it down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With as much rain as we got, that's pretty easy to do. Yeah. So, anyways, we're uh, on the letter H right? for this week, and we're going to be finishing out Russian Characters Month. So, who wants to go first? I can. Okay. All right. So... My Russian character was the October Guard from G.I. Joe. And I did the first appearance of them, which was G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, Issue 6. And this was before they created all the other G.I. Joes. It was all like, all of them wore the green uniform and Scarlet, right? So there's like eight of them and Scarlet and Snake Eyes. That. Uh, right. So you couldn't really keep track of which one was which real well. Um, he was he was G.I. Joe number one. He was number two. Yes, right. And they all had similar names. Stalker, Stealer, whatever, you know. Yep. Um, so uh, with this, a satellite went down in a country. And so G.I. Joe, uh, Cobra, and the Russians are all rushing to get the satellite. They have to get the satellite. And so G.I. Joe puts the team together. They go out and they end up getting into a big battle with the October Guard, who is supposed to be the equivalent of what the G.I. Joe team is. And in issue at the end of issue six, Cobra attacks, so the Russians and G.I. Joe have to team up to fight them. So, uh, not much of a story, to be honest. Um... <clears throat> It's still fun reading the old G.I. Joe stuff. So uh, I did enjoy that to an extent. Um, then I did... I know everybody's tired of me talking about Hawkman, but I finally did a Hawkman that I did not ever review. I review I'm review. i reviewing Savage Hawkman number one, the new 52. Um, I never jumped on it had an opportunity to pick up an issue of it. I picked up the issue and I now have something to start my grill with. This is horrible. It's not <laughs> good. <laughs> um, I don't know how it went as long as it did. Uh, this is one of the worst Hawkman stories I've ever read. And I like Hawkman. That's my review. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Worst book ever. <laughs> I got it for like a quarter. I got it from like one of those do- or the the sale things, you know. 
I I rate it kindling for my my grill. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I think I got it for like 35 cents by the time it all breaks down and it it still was too much that I paid for it. Okay. Well, I did uh Black Widow number 1 for Russian characters. Nice. From 2016. Uh, the writers were Chris Samney and Mark Wade. Um, there's not much of a story to this either. It's pretty much Black Widow is escaping. And she's now S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. She's now S.H.I.E.L.D.'s most wanted for something that she stole. And this book is basically her escaping from the helicarrier and making it look like a ballet. Uh, um, <laughs> there wasn't much story to this. It was pretty much her escaping. They don't see what she stole. Cause you know, you got to come back for issue number two, three, four. Right. Right. So at least they did good that way and not telling you right away what she stole and why she's running. And then for my H character, I did Hellboy. Uh, one shot, long night at Goloski Station. And a quiet, it's a quiet night at a Russian train station, and it turns into an all out demon battle for Hellboy when three sinister interlopers pass through. Um, once again, not much story to it. They, he arrives at this train station. He meets up with this hunter who has a head of a werewolf. And he gives them three pieces of silver. And then three guys who are possessed by demons show up. They uh, show up and they're possessed by demons. And it just basically is... Hellboy taking out these three demons and killing the leader. And then he gets back on the train and falls asleep. So that's what I got. Cool. All right. So I also did a little bit of Black Widow. Um, this is Black Widow Death Duty with Fury. And on the cover, one of the main characters isn't even named. So what's funny is Night Raven is in this, and he's a British superhero from the UK, Marvel UK, uh, written by Alan Moore a long time ago. And they brought him in this, and it's crazy. This book is like the Black Widow meets the Shadow, or Black Widow meets the Spider. They're in New Russia, like... After the fall of communism, there's the new Russia, and it's taken over by the mob. And the this book is more, I don't know why Nick Fury's on the cover, why he's even named, because he's in here very little. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's more Night Raven, Black Widow. Okay. Um, Night Raven is injected with some kind of weird serum, and he's in Russia to find out and get revenge on who did it to him because she pretty much made him immortal, but he's in constant pain and he's been disfigured and he can't fix it. 
that's the whole story. It's crazy. It's good. Um, if you know Night Raven, he's a noir character based in the 1930s. And now he's in present day and he's still the same age. So they wanted to figure out a way of doing that. So they made him immortal. So are we doing H's too? H's too, yeah. Oh, geez. I got three of them. All right. <laughs> I read Harbinger issues one and two from Valiant. First series of Valiant. This is like 92 by Jim Shooter. Not good. <laughs> Not good. This is it's, it's the reason why it's a dollar at half price books. It's always a dollar. It's always on clearance. This book sucks. This is the first appearance of Faith. And if you know Valiant, Faith is the... As in this book, she wants to be called Zephyr, but they call her Zeppelin because she's a big girl. <laughs> and they call her to her face like you are fat like all the time and oh the fat girl ah we're gonna call you zeppelin and it's like jeez okay these characters are irredeemable they suck don't read it who cares this book's dumb okay and usually i like jim shooter this book jumps around all over the place there's you have to figure out what happens between the panels by yourself there's just hmm. nothing there's eh, it's crazy okay now which one do I do first? Okay. Hellstorm, Prince of Lies, number one, from 1993. This book is by Rafael Neves and Michael Blair, or Michael Bear. And Michael Bear is an exceptional artist. He did, was the perfect person to put on this book. And this is about Damon Hellstrom. And you get confused a little bit in this because there's two guys running around. One is Damon Hellstorm, and one is Damon Hellstrom. And Hellstorm is trying to uh, sow disarray and create a new black school of, like, of Satanists. It's just weird. And it's great. I love this book. This book I recommended to so many people to get. I mean, it's cheap. You can always find it in the quarter bin. Go find it. It is... If it kept going, it would have been Marvel's Sandman. Like, it is so dark and well-written. And I think if people gave it a chance, they would realize that this was a really good book, and it did not get the publicity that it deserved. And it's cool. It's got a parchment cover. It's really heavy. And and for all those people that are like, oh, I'm going to get a 9.9 .9 comic. Well, this one, you can pull out of the dollar bill, and it's a 9.9 .9 because it's indestructible. <laughs> um then from 1978 i read the human fly number nine okay human fly and this is by bill mantlow and you know bill mantlow he marvel's like hey we have this weird assignment let's give it to bill bill will write it this book is nuts this book is about this guy is actually a real person. He was a daredevil in the 70s who never told anybody who he was. We still are speculating on who this guy was. There's not much out there on him, but it's crazy. Like, this book, it didn't make any sense. This, there's a bank, there's a, an art robbery with this giant urn, and they're stuck in the basement, and it's starting to flood, and he's with a whole bunch of kids and the teachers. And Copperhead 
is trying to, this is like a resurrected second generation Copperhead who's no longer just a murderer. He's a, he's a thief. And so he's like, oh, I'm going to make more money. So I'm just going to steal art. But his, his assignment or his, his goal is this giant urn that's about 10 feet tall and 10 feet wide in the bottom of an art gallery. So he floods it. And the white tiger is there, and the white tiger is poisoned. And white tiger makes no sense to me. I love him, but he makes no sense. He's like Marvel's first Hispanic superhero. But he's more Ghost Rider with his powers. Like, he's poisoned as the white tiger, but as soon as he changes back into Hector, he's normal. So something about the suit or the amulet kind of protects him when he changes back. But his body inside the suit doesn't change. It's still Hector inside the suit. So I don't understand what's going on. Daredevil shows Sounds up. like Darkhawk. Right. Like uh, Daredevil shows up in this. I don't know what happened in this book. I. It's good. It's funny. It's weird. Um, also, having a superhero who hates violence, kind of weird. Like, he, they get in trouble, there's guys with guns, and he's like, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to deal with this. That's, Daredevil's the superhero. I, I'm just an adventurer. I'm just a stuntman. Let Daredevil handle it. It's like, dude, are you <laughs> kidding me? You have a, like a, an urn full of like nine kids and their teachers, and you're saying, nope. Nope. Daredevil can handle it. White Tiger can handle it. I'm just going to sit here and protect you guys from these guys with guns that are pointed at you right now. Okay, that's it. it was, it's 70s Marvel. It's funny. It's weird. It's... Ah, I don't know. It was good. I've thought a part. couple of times about getting human fly. But uh, I, I don't know. I never could I, pull the trigger on it. I think the story of the guy inside the suit, like the real person, is more interesting than the comic was. Because hmm. it's it's an actual real person, and right. you know, and if you can go online and find pictures of him, it's kind of interesting that he actually wore that suit out when he did stunts. Hmm. Weird. All right, that's all I got. Okay. So Ryan, is there anything special going on at the shop this week? Marvel's first release week. That's all I can think of. Okay. Well, now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, The Random Read! Who wants to go first? I can go first. Go first. All right, so I have a confession to make. I may have jumped the gun a little too early on Excalibur. I picked up the trade paperback. And of issues one through six. And it's really good. I liked it. Um, some of the things that I thought happened where the baby, Jubilee's baby, turns into a dragon. And that's who they had to fight. Well, it turns out that... He only turns into a dragon because that's what his imagination is telling. 
because he's in other world and in other world he can be whatever he wants to be so he thought of himself as a dragon and he turns out to be a dragon huh. um Betsy Braddock is the new Captain Britain and her first job as Captain Britain is to save her brother Brian from Morgan Le Fay, who has turned him into a uh, a magical demon. I don't know. I'm not sure what it was, but he, <laughs> he was her champion and decided that he uh, he had to take out his sister, and he kept calling her the Pretender, Slay the Pretender, because he's the real Captain Britain. Um... And you figure out why Apocalypse is on Excalibur. Um, he's there because he wants to get Otherworld under the control of a mutant. And the mutant he chooses is the recently resurrected Jamie Braddock. So he's the new king of Otherworld. They imprison Morgan Le Fay. And that's pretty much all I'm going to tell you because I don't want to give it completely away. Sure. Um, it's by Teeny Howard. And the art is by Marcus Two. And I am a pretty big fan of Marcus Two, uh, his artwork. He uh, makes them look, makes the characters come to life. So that's what I had. That was what six comic books. So nice. That's what I read for this week. All right. I can go. Cool. Um, this is going to surprise you. My first one's Disaster Inc. It is a Aftershock book. What? what? <laughs> um, This, it starts off, it's by Joe Harris and Sebastian Peruz, P-I-R-I-Z, and um, it starts off with a couple of uh, people over in a highly radioactive area looking for butterflies, and basically a serial killer shows up and kills both of them. And then it gets into the main story of um, this guy who wants to put a job or does this job where he um, people can hire him to take him into very high risk areas and to uh, take tours of them. So like Chernobyl and things like that, highly radioactive areas where people shouldn't be, he sneaks them in so they can have that thrill. And so you're kind of learning about that character, um, his so-called secretary and uh, the people that hired him. And they end up at the same place where the people studying the butterflies were just murdered at you know, previously. Um, and so it's kind of leading into that story. Um, it reminds me a little bit of that um, 
Oh, I can't think of what it was. Dead, dead reception. That's what it is by Wando, where a serial killer is killing everybody because none of them have their cell phones and they're getting married or whatever. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of that. So I'm going to be curious to see how the story goes uh, from that point or from this next issue on. But uh, I thought the storytelling was really good and uh, the art was fantastic. So definitely worth picking up. Uh, that just came out this last week and five bucks. I mean, that's what books are going for nowadays, I guess. Then for whatever reason, I was at the shop digging around trying to figure out what I wanted to read. And I ran across Thundercats by Wildstorm. And the writer is Ford uh, Lytle Gilmore. And issue zero was done by J. Scott Campbell. And then the rest of the series was done by Ed McGinnis. And from what I can kind of tell, it looks like there was a... This may have been right around when Campbell passed away. And that's why they switched over to McGinnis. And they decided to change the direction of the story. Because issue zero... Wiley Kit or Wiley Cat is complaining about not having any weapons and how uh, he really wishes Lino would help him with weapons. And Mumra's like this to tear the or the Thundercats apart. So that's how issue zero starts off. But then you get into zero issue one and. Cats had defeated Mumra, so they really the gods that kind of controlled Mumra released a another bad guy who they defeated almost immediately. And so in issue two, they brought back Mumra again. So it seems like the storytelling is a little off on it. Like that, there's three more issues, so I still need to finish it up. But I've always kind of liked the and kind of over exaggerating them a little bit. And I think Thundercats is a good story to be able to do that with. So I picked up. Um... Street Fighter, G.I. Joe, Setterson, and Liceo, uh, issues one through six. I'm glad I did. This was fantastic. I enjoyed this to death. Uh, it was Street Fighter characters fighting G.I. Joe characters. And they were all going after a certain power, and they had the two sides, and they, you know bad versus good and the good guys with uh, Street Fighter and G.I. Joe end up working together to achieve an ultimate goal and this was amazing it was great definitely check it out and that's what I got alright Nick I picked up a book from Epic Comics which is a an offshoot of Marvel from 1990. Written by James Hundle, or Hudnell, um, called E.S. Pierce. Um, I got it for a dollar, and it's worth a dollar. It's... <laughs> um, I don't even... I, I read some of it, and I don't even remember what I read. It's that memorable. I picked it up because it had a Dan Brereton painted cover on it. 
which is false advertising because the artwork inside does not look anything like that. It, I don't know. It's, it's got this feel of Marvel UK instead of Epic. Um, there's a whole bunch of pros in it and that's just too wordy. I'm sorry. But if there's three pages of split in the middle text, I don't want to read it. I don't care. I don't care how much interest, like you couldn't put that in the book. You couldn't draw that out. You couldn't put like backups or anything like this. This is a creator owned book. You had sent this to Marvel for them to publish. That's all they did. This was a creator owned line from Marvel. Do the pages. I'm sorry. If you're going to do text pages, just write them out. You're not, this isn't Alan Moore. This isn't Watchmen. This isn't V for Vendetta. Just do the pages. Who cares if it's a backup, like a backstory? Just draw them out. This is a comic book. I, if I want to read prose, I'll read an old Doc Savage book or an old <laughs> Shadow book. I don't want to read an adventure in a comic with prose. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Once I hit a prose part, I turn off. I don't care. Like, don't want to read it. That whole section in Watchmen with the black sail, who cares? Didn't read it. All the backup stories. I hated stories, that. All oh, the backup yeah. crap, all of it. Like, I don't care. I don't I don't want to read the the whole story of whatever, like the the Night Owl or whatever that was, like the Midnighter or whatever his name was. I don't care. Who cares? Get over yourself. I, Draw I, that <laughs> shit. Draw it. Draw it. You're a comic book writer. Stop writing prose. Most of you guys suck writing prose anyway. You're good at doing pay, like panels like Okay, I'm going to write a script. That's great. You're great script writers. You're not good prose writers. It's not interesting. Stop it. I don't care. So, um, if you want to read a book in the 90s about the 80s in the Cold War and ESP, what is wrong with the 80s? Why was everybody so fascinated with ESP? Everybody had it all wrong, too. They're all like, oh, I'm a telekinetic. Well, that's not ESP, you guys. Knock it off. Oh. It's not ESP. Read the X-Men. Find out what it is. Yeah. Charles Xavier, this is not... An, he, he doesn't have ESP. He doesn't have ESP, no. God damn. Stop it. Read it. Get it right. Dumbasses. <laughs> but the cover is awesome. The cover was worth a dollar. The rest of the book, don't care. So, yeah. So, I don't feel like I wasted a ton of time on it. It was a dollar. So. Awesome. That's all I got. Uh, that's all you got? That's all I got. All right. So, for the top ten this week, it was top ten characters that start with the letter G. H. Isn't it H? No, G. No, G. <laughs> I'm going to do it every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, give me five minutes. I'll write another one. All right. I'll go oh. first. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10. Hercules. Guido. Number 9. Gen 13. Number 8. Generation X. Number 7. Green Arrow. 
Number six, Giant Man. Number five, Gideon. Number four, Green Goblin. Number three, Green Lantern. Number two, Galactus. Number one, Ghost Rider. All right. Ten, Galactus. Nine, Nort. Eight, Ganthet. Seven, Gentleman Ghost. Six, Ghost by Dark Horse. Five, Gun Ho from G.I. Joe. Four, Ghost Rider. Three, Green Arrow. Two, Guy Gardner. And one, Green Lantern. What? Didn't see that coming at no, all, did not you at all. No, not at all. All right, number 10, Gohan from Dragon Ball. Actually, the only manga I ever read. Number nine, Grendel. Number eight, Green Hornet. Number seven, Ghost Rider. Number six, Goblin Queen. Number five, Gru the Wanderer. Number four, The Goon. Number three, Green Goblin. Number two, Green Lantern. And number one, Guardian. That was fast. Sorry. Nice. All right. Not everybody's was the same. Nope, but we had some of the same ones on there. So. Yep. Um, anybody got any news this week? Nick showed me something on Saturday. I didn't know if he wanted to tell it. No, go ahead. About uh, Marvel getting the rights to Namor. Oh, yeah. Marvel Studios has the rights to Namor now. Oh, finally. Yep. Yep. So maybe we'll get a Marvel version of Aquaman? Or do you think it'll be better? I don't know. Depends on what era they put him in. Yeah. If they put him yeah. in now, it's going to be like, oh, God. If they put him in, like, I don't know. I mean, he's pretty immortal. I mean, they could put him from everywhere. They could put him, like, behind the scenes in Captain America through today. Yeah. You know, running a giant corporation today and showing what he did before, you know, like back, like going back and doing um, flashbacks. That'd be pretty cool. Like, yeah. like a Rosencrantz and Gilderstern, you know, with like <laughs> him, like Captain, do all of that. Namor was in the background kicking ass. That's what he did. And he didn't take any credit for it. It'd be great. Well, they did make a reference to the Battle of Atlantis. Right. And what also would be cool, like if this is this is this is nerd wet dream right here. Namor goes to the World's Fair and takes the android out of the tube and goes on adventures. That would be amazing. And it should have Chris Chris what's his name? Eccleston Pine Chris Pratt? Yeah, no. Which Captain one America. are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Evans. Chris Evans. There's Chris so Evans. many Chris's, man. So <laughs> I many Chris's. I'm not sure which one you're going for. I'm like, what? So, what would be great is if Chris Evans played the original Human Torch now. You know, they, like he retired from being Captain America, so they just put his face on the android. <laughs> so and he he's running around as the Human Torch again. <laughs> That'd be great. He has a sense of humor. He would do it. He would do it, too. He's like, ah. I need to make up for all that douchebaggery I made when I was a long, younger. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, did you ever see that that uh, 
video of him making fun of himself from the 90s? Yes. Oh, my God. Like, I look like such an asshole. Or yep. I was such a douchebag. Would you hire yep. this douchebag? Yep. Like, yeah. It was a whole Twitter run where he's like, I was such a douchebag tool. Yep. <laughs> uh, but now that's that's like my complete like him going and being in the invaders and grabbing like yeah the union jack and spitfire and that'd be cool that would be awesome like do an invaders movie with namor is that a cat that's yes that's sir simon garfunkel (laughs) oh nice he has never ever wanted anything to do with me and for whatever reason tonight he wants to be Pounding on the toy room door. <laughs> you got any news, Ryan? I don't. It seems like I've read some stuff, but I can't remember anything that was really important. Okay. So, nothing got, great, I guess. Yeah. Got anything else, Nick? No. Um, that's all I got. Okay. Well, guys, if you like what you hear, um, go to your favorite uh, podcasting site. Give us a like, a subscribe, or subscribe, and uh, leave us a review. We uh, would really like to hear from you guys. Let us know what you want us to talk about, what we're doing wrong. Pretty sure not all episodes have been, you know, A+. But yeah, have fun. Read more comics. It's been Kirk. Ryan. And Nick. See you guys. Bye. Bye. If you know me, you'll know that I am not a super fan of anything. I will not research things. I didn't care who wrote my comics when I was young. I didn't care who drew them. So knowing that now, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I, there's only one band I can name all the people that are in it. Maybe. I don't know if I can anymore. And that was Nirvana. Because everybody knew who they were because they were everywhere.
I can't name everybody in Pearl Jam. Me either. Who's the lead singer of Candlebox? I don't know. Don't know. Who's the lead singer of Toe the West Rocket? I don't know. This doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter. If I like it, I like it. I'm not going to research it. I had friends that were like, oh my God, Twin Peaks is great. And they went out and found everything that that guy had ever done. And I was like, David I, Lynch? Yeah. I'm like, I hate David Lynch. Like his movies make no goddamn sense. That's the best part of David Lynch. Right. But, but I'm not, I'm not like that guy. I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm not the, if I like an album, I like an album. And most of the time I won't like their second album. And also one thing about me is I'll skip the first song on an album. It's the single that I hear 8 million times. And it's the song that they put out to get sold. And I hate that song. So most of the time I'll skip it. Be like, ugh. I hate the song. So that's a little bit about me. I don't know about you guys, but that's what I do. <laughs> As you can tell, I've been stuck inside the house and I've been talking to two people for two months. Two people. <laughs> so you probably noticed today, Kirk, that I was in my own world because yep. I'm getting antisocial inside my house. Yeah. Like if I have to go out, I don't want to go out. He walks in my house. Sat down on the chair and then I didn't hear from him again. I, I, I woke up. I've been waking up with migraines every day, so today was bad. So it's probably not anything like Teresa's going through, but it's horrible. Like, yeah, I, I just don't want to get out, and it's going to be real hard when I have to go back to work. But yeah. I'm not going back to work until middle of June now. Maybe July. they're going to push. Oh, July? July Is it July 17th? 15th? Oh, my God. I'm going to be shooting. A, you just, shoot you just, you just okay. ruined Nick. So Nick's what we're going to do oh, right now is we're going no to pool our money and we're going to start our own business. I don't give a crap about going back to work anymore. If we can do a business from home, let's just go out. Let's just go to a con. Let's find some comics and let's just start a comic book online store. I so can't stand working anymore. <laughs> I, oh, I, I lost that. all motivation to do anything. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my $40 or whatever. I'm going to go buy some books that I think will sell and I'm going to sell them online and I'm going to we'll start this small. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. We're going to start it small. Hopefully nobody's listening to this. <laughs> but if you do and you want to help out, email me and I'll send you my eBay link and we'll try to get it going. Okay? So. <laughs> so maybe I'm just, I'm so sick of working, man. I don't care. I, I'm serious. I, I will put in 40 bucks. To buy a hundred issues or forty issues or a hundred issues, I don't care. We'll we'll buy one. I'll put in forty bucks. We'll buy one book. I don't know what it would be. GI Joe number one. Sell it for two hundred bucks. We're good. Then we're good. We could buy a BDA or a DBA. Doing business as we're good. I I don't want to do it. I don't want to do this anymore. So sick of working. I'm sick of them telling me I can't go to work. <laughs> I want to go to work. I'm going to go to work. 
If it's not for you, it's for myself. I, that's where I'm at. I just, you can't go to work. You got to stay at home and you got to process. I'm not a processor. I don't care about processing. Processing bores the shit out of me. I, like you guys might know that I'm the idea person. I don't process. I give you an idea and I expect you to run with it. You come to me with a question, I'll give you an answer, and I don't expect to have to do anything after that. Just go away. You have, you know, I I can't sit at my desk for eight hours and do paperwork. So what I can do is sit at my desk, do eight hours of comic book research if I really wanted to. So I don't know. This is me rambling for an hour. So I don't know how much of this is going to make it on the show, but maybe all of it, maybe none of it. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think do you guys want to do this let's do yeah, this let's do it let's do it let's I've start that ebay store up been wanting to do it for a long time we'll uh we'll start out with ESPers number one the graphic novel we'll sell it for <laughs> two bucks we'll make 100 percent profit and it'll be great and what do you think sure ESPers number one two hundred percent profit we'll sell it for two dollars and we're good yep we're profitable. That's all. <laughs> profitable in the first year. Yep. In the. Yeah. Go ahead. What did your mom say? Did she say you could have one? Go ahead. Grab it. Okay. Go ahead. It's weird. This kid is big enough to walk downstairs and ask me for stuff now. It's not used to it. There's a lot, huh? Like. A couple days ago, she was screaming at me because I didn't want to pick her up and carry her down the stairs anymore. So I was like, you go do it. So she fought me for a half an hour and then decided that it's probably best just to leave me alone and go downstairs by herself. So she did. And since then, she's been doing stuff on her own. Thank nice. God. Nice. On your own. Yeah. It's awesome. You want to take one to mom? Okay. So she's down here grabbing a pop, which is... 7.30 at night, she's grabbing a Pepsi. That's awesome. She's That's four. awesome, yeah. She's four. <laughs> you know how long she's going to be up? <laughs> yeah? Go take that to mom. She'll open it. Okay, bye. Well, you got it out of the fridge. Bye. Uh, she put some gloves on next time. <laughs> bye. Love you. <laughs> It's weird. What? Go ahead. It's okay. Slam it. Okay. Yep. It's the other thing she doesn't know how to do is shut doors quietly. It, that doesn't go away, Nick. My 15-year-old still slamming doors. Yeah. Oh, so, Ryan, I don't know if you noticed this, but I found a lot more toys. I, I, I've been looking. <laughs> There's Optimus. Yep. Right there. Yep. Yeah, I found a RoboCop. He's over there. Yeah, I found a lot. I found uh, Zartan's brother and sister. I found Zoran and yeah, yeah, and I found my Zippo collection from when I used to smoke, which Sophie found. And she was carrying around the house. She's like, <laughs> oh, she's like, what are these? I'm like, nothing. Don't worry about those. Not so, toys. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, there's 
we found a whole box. I, yeah, it's this room is overflowing now. It looks like some fun stuff, but uh, so much shit. But yeah, so that's what we've been doing. We've been going through our basement and going through stuff. We have to. It's such a mess down here. It's just disgusting. And I put mm. up. I cleaned off a cabinet and I put it outside the wall, and now it's got all our alcohol on it. I did see the picture of that the other day. <laughs> that looks amazing. Our massive pile of alcohol there. Yep. So, and there's glasses there. So, if anybody wants to come over and grab a glass, there's some there. Nice. But yeah, like I had these DC superhero cups from the Warner store from 2000, maybe 98. And they kept getting used and destroyed. So, I saved a whole bunch of them. So, they're out there now. So they're giant pint glasses. So nice. We're going to bring some martini glasses and everything else down here too. And then just let Arn go crazy on it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I don't know. That's all I got. I don't got much. You are in rare form today. That's for sure. Uh, I just took a nap. So I'm good to go. Good to go for the next day? Yeah. Maybe not tomorrow. I'm good for like the next five minutes. Then I'm going to go upstairs and crash. That's probably what I'm going to do too. Because yesterday, I didn't do anything but sit down here for from 8 till 10, I think, and edit podcasts, which flew. It absolutely just went fast. But still, 14 hours of editing podcasts. It'll take a lot out of you. So, yeah, I didn't talk to anybody yesterday, pretty much. I'm just glad we had the day off. Yeah. Well, I kept on thinking yesterday was Saturday because I thought today was Sunday. Yeah, unfortunately, no. We have to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. Or actually, we have to stay in and do some work. Yeah, I've got to start training nine people tomorrow. Yeah, good luck with that. Have fun. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. From what I have heard, everybody thinks this is going to go fantastic. I'm like, yeah, this this is going to sink. <laughs> this is not going to go well. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, how are you going to do that? Online? Like this? Yeah, yeah. So. It's going to be a crash and burn. Yes. Wait, watch your systems not work. That's what's going to happen. I would be ecstatic, and then I can make the argument that if I need to do my job, probably should be in the office to do my job. Yeah. Because honestly, here's what my f- biggest fear is, is that I'm going to get stuck being home until the 17th, and then they're going to tell us uh, that they're not going to send the kids to school right away in September or in August, and... My wife's got to go to the office. I have the capabilities of working from home. Guess who's going to be stuck working from home even longer than why I'm already working from home? Yep. Yeah. Then you get to be both teacher and worker. Yeah. And Yay! so I am actually going to make the argument that I need to be in the office to be able to do anything. Yeah. And get me in sooner than later because once school starts up again, I'm odds are I'm back home. Yeah. I'm. Uh... I thought it was June. And I was like, yes, two weeks. No. Well, the thing is, it was supposed to be June 1st, 
Okay, so we got a month and a half to start this shit. Let's do this. Good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I will put up forty bucks. We'll buy some stuff. As long as that show's still going on on the fourteenth. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know. I'm sure there's some stuff around here I could get rid of. Yeah. Like, uh, huh? Wonder how much an I. Marvel Omnibus Atlantis Attacks would cost a dollar? <laughs> Ten bucks? How much would that bring in? Or, uh, DC... pay for the shipping and handling, too. DC one million. I know. It'll, it'll be... We'll make a dollar profit. We'll clear it. We'll clear a dollar. Especially that DC one million. Oh. God. With that, you may have to pay somebody to take it. Right? I mean, there's, I tried, a, there's a reason why good. it was like $10. <laughs> I did find out the um, Planet Hulk I got, the Omnibus. I got it for like 50 bucks. It's going online for 175 right now. Yeah. I'm like, all right, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Let's sell it. Sell it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just getting bored. So. No, I get it, Nick. I get Trust it. Me. And I don't know. I just want to watch. We we watched Dracula, the BBC Dracula. Lot of you butt. Got, lot of butt. You gotta you gotta watch it, Ryan. If you, Kirk, okay. you don't like horror movies anyway. No, I'm not a horror fan. But I mean, is it? It's great. Horror, is it? No, um, it's more psychological. Okay, I'm good with, with a little bit of horror mixed in. Yeah, I mean, it's Dracula. I mean, it's Dracula. Yeah. You expect that a little bit, yeah. But yeah, it's it's more of a a deeper look into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really good. The effects are great. The characters are awesome. So I would recommend watching it. I mean, Teresa won't watch it. I know that. No. <laughs> so I mean, no. it's it's by the guys who did Sherlock. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love Sherlock. So yeah, I mean, I would give it a shot. I mean, it's six hours long. There's three episodes. It's six hours. Sherlock style, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, worth it. Worth worth checking out. Cool. I'll check it out. A lot of drag butt, though. A lot of drag butt. <laughs> Sophie was like, I saw his butt. I'm like, yeah, you see a lot of his butt. See, there's more butt. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be fine. I'm sure I'll be all right. But introducing her to a real vampire versus Vampirina was awakening. I was like, see, Vampirina <laughs> eats people. She eats people. She's not a nice little kid. She eats her friends. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no good vampire kid. There's no good vampire. Nick, that might be your argument to be able to get back into the office. I'm teaching my kids what real vampires are like. Right. <laughs> they don't, this. this should not be they happening. <laughs> they don't glisten in the sunlight. Right. <laughs> they don't they burst in the flames. Your food. That's all you are. Your food. Oh, and uh, the guy at the gas station who's a giant DC fan, he was like, Stargirl started, and it's great. It's like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> Have you seen it? Anybody? No. No? No. Yeah, he, he was like, it's, it's like Buffy, based in Nebraska, with superheroes. So... All I know is Luke Wilson's in it. 
Yeah. I mean, I'll give it one shot, but I can't. I don't watch DC car like movies or TV shows anymore. They Flash got repetitive. How many times yeah. does he have to go to the past to fuck things up? Green Arrow, they just forgot what to do with him after the second season. Yep, it fell just, off the rails. They just kept bringing in new characters that who cared about, and I haven't watched. I want to call him Black Vulcan. Black, Black Lightning. Lightning. Same guy. They just didn't want to call him Black Lightning for the cartoon. But I haven't watched that. I Supergirl, I lost track of on second season. Batwoman's um, changing. Batwoman. Yep. Ruby Rose quit. She's no longer going to be it. And yeah, I mean, I give up. I remember being back in the 90s wishing this right now was back then. Right? Like, we had the Incredible Hulk movies. That's all we had. Yep. Now, there's this stuff everywhere. And it's like, I just, I wanted this back then. You guys are pampered. You guys are so, it's so easy to get. I mean, we had Kevin's, or what is it? Kevin Salinger's Captain America. (sighs) Yeah. Horrible. And we loved it because it was what we had. And we had Punisher. Punisher was awesome. Oh. You know those fight scenes weren't choreographed? No. No. Because Dolph Lundgren's a full contact Taekwondo or Taekwondo champion? And yeah, so he was full contact and he just fought those guys. <laughs> That's why it was just so crazy. <laughs> but yeah, um, Yeah, I mean, we just have so much, and now it's just an overload. It's getting to that point, yeah. Yeah. And Stargirl is kind of like hitting the bottom of the barrel for me. Well, I I can't always... For me, she's a D-class character, and making a TV show off of a D-class character is kind of like making a Forbushman TV show. (laughs) Then I would rather watch a Forbushman TV show. You knew it was going to happen with John's. That, I mean, the Star Girl is based off of his sister, and John's being in control of the, you know, the TV side of things. You knew something like that was going to happen, right? So I'm I'm open to the idea of it. I like it better than some of the heroes that are born. You know, were beaten down with already. Uh, and it'd be kind of cool to see like a JSA type start fitting together and things, but yeah, it is starting to get a little bit of a burnout. I think they should do like three, four seasons, call it good with a character, develop another character in those seasons to kind of build off of. And then you kind of just have that story going on and on. Well, how many, how many shows has Dr. Fate showed up on? He showed up on Smallville and he showed up in Constantine. And it's like, is he going to show up in Stargirl too? Because is that helmet just going to keep flying around? I don't know. Just you've been hint like I, that's what the, the thing that I hated with Constantine was they hinted at everything. Like there was the helmet of Naboo sitting in his secret lair. It's like come on, just ugh. But I'm never going to get a Doctor Fate. I mean, he's too weird. They're never going to do it. 
But I'm only thinking about that because Sophie was playing with him all day. And she busted this. Okay. Biggest gripe about toys. Ankle articulation. Stupid. Sorry. Just a gripe. And his feet aren't the same length. <laughs> so he doesn't stand. stand. He doesn't stand. And this is like one of those Marvel or DC select whatever from the 90s. He just articulation in the feet are, is stupid. I mean, he doesn't have knees. So what, what are you articulating his feet for? All right. Anybody want to do a toy review show? Let's do it. We're going to do one right now. Welcome to It's Two Wordies comic book toy <laughs> review. Dr. Fate from 1999 sucks. It's going to let you know that. Kirk, you want to do a toy review? We got one back there. We, we can do that uh, potato head. Should we add <laughs> just, a, just an audio toy review? Hey, uh, this is uh, the Ecto-1 from Ertl. Um, this yeah. is from 19, 2020. And uh, yeah, the two doors open. It's got four doors plus a hatchback and only two doors open. How do they get in? This is the <laughs> stupidest toy ever. <laughs> okay. Um, I, think that we're, I think we're good, right? Yep. Okay. I'm going to turn this off. I, I will say this is by far the most entertaining episode I've ever been a part of. <laughs>